What's up, friends? How are you guys? I am uh, super pumped to be back once again to talk about the word of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, man, it's, it's it's such a great day, <clears throat> especially for me. Um, I've been working like crazy, and uh, that, that in and of itself is a blessing from God just to be able to have work. Um, so I finally have a day of rest today, and uh, my boss and my team leader, like a, a co-manager, to the manager. They tried getting me to come in today, um, but I told them I really needed this day to rest and uh, just to prepare for these next five days of work. Because um, the way my schedule works is I have Monday and Wednesday off, and then like the other days I work, but usually on Monday they call me in uh, to work a little bit of overtime, and uh, that's great. I worked 48 hours last week, and that's going to be like my biggest check ever, so I'm anticipating that Saturday morning uh, in my bank account, so I'm pretty excited about that. Um, but yeah, um, it's it's felt like forever since I've on, uh, been on here, but uh, it's it's probably just you know with everything going on and me taking things a day at a time. Um, I I've been really noticing a lot of production in my days, and uh, I've been really noticing a lot of growth in Christ. Uh, this morning I woke up to several me- messages. Uh, one, like a clump of messages from my teacher explaining, uh, the grading period and stuff. And the other text messages from my bosses telling me to come in. And then I had a text message from, uh, Becky Khan. I love you, Miss Becky. I miss you. Um, and it was from one of my favorite, uh, pastors, pastor, uh, Charles F. Stanley, uh, an amazing man of God. And, uh, he was basically talking about growth, uh, during this time of, this pandemic. Um, and it was, it was really something that I really needed to hear, uh, just so that I could reflect and see, uh, how much I've been growing, uh, in the Lord. And I think, I think the main takeaway I took from that is don't allow any time to be a waste of time, uh, when it comes to serving God, um, and let all situations bring you back to Christ, regardless if, you're up and you're on top of the world or you're at a very lowly place. Uh, we need to be constantly at the feet of Jesus and we need to constantly be submitting and yielding our lives to him. So I got that from the video. And for the past couple of days, I've had this saved in my Bible for like two days. Um, like you guys uh, may know already, if you don't know, um, I'm reading through the Bible uh, day by day, uh, all the way from Genesis to Revelation. And I am in the book of Second Chronicles and I so happened to cross upon Second Chronicles chapter 16. And uh, the context of this is just, you know, more kings and uh, kings coming to uh, coming into power and uh, all of these kings of Israel and, and Judah uh, coming in. But basically, uh, th- this doesn't really uh, require much context because of what we're talking about. But basically, today I wanted to talk about uh, presenting our bodies uh, as living sacrifices to God, presenting our lives as holy sacrifices to God. So uh, it might be a little bit shorter episode today, but I, I don't think some of you guys won't won't mind that. Um, so yeah, uh, so Second Chronicles chapter sixteen verse nine. That's where we're going to be at first, and then we're going to move. To Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. And then I'll, I'll tell you about this quote, a couple quotes, and then uh, we'll go ahead and wrap it up. And uh, so we could all enjoy our, our day of rest today. So 2 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9 reads, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those 
whose heart is loyal to him. And this you have done foolishly. Therefore, from now on, you shall have wars. Um, and at the bottom of this page, you know, there's foot there, there there's uh and this Bible that I have is from Ray Comfort, it's the Evidence Bible. And it's so many great resources, and I really recommend you guys going and checking it out. But at the bottom of this, there is a footnote for that that certain verse. And it said, God is looking for those who have presented themselves as living sacrifices for his glory. And then it goes on to say, have you obeyed Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2? I really want to talk about that for a second, though. Um, God is really looking for people who are all in. God doesn't want people with one foot in the water and, and one foot out. God wants us to be fully submerged uh, in his love and his mercy and uh, in, in, in the fear of the Lord. Uh, God wants us to have an understanding of the fear of the Lord in order to be more compelled to him. Um, you know, there's 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 many times I was thinking about this before I even started reading my Bible as, as I was doing my homework this this morning. But there's many times where I sort of feel um, I sort of feel a certain way b- before I pray. I sort of feel uh, like not worthy of, of talking to the God of the universe um, because of the wretched sinner that, that I am uh, and because of, of what I deserve. And then it really makes me sit back and in awe and in thankfulness to God for, for saving such a wretch like me. And it really just takes me back and it really gives me perspective. I don't know about you personally, but it gives me perspective on um, just really thanking God for for what he has done through his son, Jesus Christ. And it's so beautiful, y'all. It's, it's so beautiful just to, like, we are able to have a conversation with the God of the universe, the God who knows us so intimately, and the God that wants to know us, the God that wanted to know us so much that he gave up his only son in order to have that reconciled relationship with us. And it's so beautiful. So God is looking for those who have presented themselves, presented themselves as living sacrifices for his glory. Everything that we should be doing, everything that we are doing should be for his glory and for his glory alone. We shouldn't be doing anything to get the attention of others, which I'm super guilty of. We shouldn't be doing anything to, uh, to please other people, which I'm also guilty of. You know, I, I'm a huge people pleaser. And uh, it, it, it really hurts sometimes, you know, when when I'm faced with the call of, pre- of presenting the gospel to people who I know, uh, who I know I'm super close to, uh, but I have no idea what the reaction would be. It brings a sort of fear uh, into my life. But the Bible says that perfect love cast out fear. So in presenting the gospel, I, I ask you and I commend you and the Bible can, uh, commends you to look at that person and out of your love for them, run at them. Uh, because at the moment, uh, every day when you walk around, you're seeing tons of, I mean, well, we're talking in the context, like if we're out and about and we see people, you know, after this pandemic, even during our everyday lives, if we go out and we see people walking around, you know, that not everyone is in full submission to the Lord. And we know as Christians and as Bible believers, not just based off of what I'm saying, but based off what the Bible says, that if someone dies within their sins, we know where they are going. The Bible tells us that lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, um, and our, our good works are like filthy rags when it comes to the Lord. So we know that we can't bribe the judge of the universe, and uh, we know that even the simplest offense, such as lying, is enough to send us into hellfire. Um, so I think I think... Instead of focusing on our fear, we need to focus more on our love. If, if you see your, your neighbor's house on fire and you know that they're sleeping, 
your love for them is going to compel you to run into that house and save them. That fear is still in the background because you're running into a burning house, but your love is far greater than, than that fear that you're feeling. So um, I encourage you to go after these people preaching the gospel in love and not in fear. And, um, you know, that, that's, that's something that I've been coming to know every single day. I've been through a couple of situations already. Uh, it's, it's, it's been really tough. Um, I have been preaching the gospel to some family members and, uh, I, 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 man, I'm telling you, that's, it's, it's not, it's not a very fun experience and it's, it's not something that, um, that, that makes me, oh, you know, I preach the gospel to my family, you know, um, feel so much better, you know, and in some cases, you know, preaching the gospel makes me you know, feel a little bit, you know, belittled because of some of the things that they say and because of some of the things that my family members are so pressed on. And it, it's really hard when you have the truth and you know that other people aren't necessarily living in the truth and you love them so much. And it's, it's one of the most unloving things, not just with your family members, but with anyone in general, it is the most unloving thing as a Christian as a believer in Jesus Christ, when you have been given the gift of everlasting life, to keep that gift to yourself and to never not once share it, we are commended in Matthew. Uh, we are commanded in Matthew chapter twenty-eight to go therefore and make disciples of many nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Our lives should be living sacrifices for His glory and for His glory alone. Um, one one of uh, um, the, there's this, there's this uh, Instagram page that I follow. And it was nothing but quotes from pastors and preachers and evangelists. But one of these uh, quotes was from John MacArthur. Love him. And he said, our, uh, he said uh, most atheists are seeing us, and that is the only Bible that they'll ever read. That, that speaks so much volume. Many people, when they see us, that is the Bible that they're reading. They're not reading the Bible that they have in their home, or they're not reading the Bible that they've been told to read. They're reading us. They're seeing what we are doing. They're really acknowledging what we're doing, and they're seeing the hypocrites in the church. You know, they're seeing the the hate in the church, uh, condemning people to hell, um, and that that's what they're seeing. So my charge to you, the gospel's charge to you, the Bible's charge to you, is to be a living sacrifice in order to show Jesus Christ through your life, so that people are drawn to Him through your living sacrifice, through your living testimony to Jesus. Let's go ahead and go to Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. I'm going to read that verse to you, and then I am going to uh, read the quote that really made me shake and shudder uh, when I read it. So Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2 reads, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is what what is that is uh, what that is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. So I want to go through and and as I was reading, I caught something and it's in verse one uh, that you may present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God. We need to make ourselves acceptable to God. Uh, even though we are not even worthy or deserving of, of the love of Christ. It works like this. When, when you become saved, God gives you a new heart with new desires. 
a heart that desires righteousness, and loves what he loves, and hates what he hates. We are not saved by our works. We are saved by grace through faith, which is not a work of ourselves, so that no one, us, uh, so that none of us can boast. I believe that's Ephesians chapter two, verses eight and nine. But also, it says in the Bible that faith without our works is dead. Otherwise, being a hypocritical Christian is, is something that we aren't called to be. Because of our love for Jesus, because we look on Jesus and we truly love Him, Jesus says, "If you love Me, you will follow My commands." And that, that is a revelation that I, I don't believe most people come to realize. You know, we have a lot of Christians in the modern day church talking about how they believe abortion is the woman's right to choose, how uh, they, how just, just many things in general, they, they are, they are looking at God and saying, oh yes, I believe in God, but I do this. You know, I believe in the truth, but I believe this. You know, Jesus says we can't serve two masters. We cannot serve two masters. Um, it's it, it's a very scary thing when Jesus talks about uh, the the lukewarm Christians uh, saying, "Because you are neither hot or cold, I will spit you out of my mouth." Um, I, I don't think God hates anything more than a lukewarm Christian, a professing Christian, saying that that they believe in Jesus Christ, um, but in return they're friends of the world. Uh, James 4, 4 reads, adulterers, adulterers, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity or rebellion against God? Therefore, whoever wants to become a friend of the world then makes himself an enemy of God. We cannot, we cannot be a part of this world. We are not a part of this world. We are just in this world serving our purpose and the purpose of everyone, regardless if, if you feel it or not, our purpose as Christians, as believers in Christ, as a human race made by the ultimate creator and the creator of the universe is to go therefore and preach the gospel uh, to many nations. That is our goal in life. And we are unable to do that when we are living hypocritically and we are, when we are not living uh, sacrifices to God verse two, and do not be conformed to this world. We cannot be a part of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that is one of the miracles of the Christian conversion. A lot of people want to say, oh, I want to see evidence of, of God. I want to see evidence of, of my salvation. And I tell them the greatest evidence that God can offer you is a transformation of your heart from a heart of stone into a heart of flesh, a heart that once desired evil and now a heart that desires righteousness, a heart that used to indulge in pornography every single night, and now a heart that, that can't even look at it, a heart that can't even look at certain images. That is the miracle that God gives. Other than creation, we know God exists because there's a creator. You can't have a building without a builder. You can't have a painting without a painter. We also know that the conversion brings a transformation. The conversion brings a transformation into the body uh, of the believer. And it's so beautiful. So now getting to the last part of the verse. So verse two, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. People should be looking at our lives and they should be seeing the work of God, regardless if they believe in God or not, they should be seeing the work of God in our hearts. 
if they've once known us and they and they've known we lived a certain way and now they see us moving a different way, they're they're gonna start to have questions. They're gonna start to wondering. And eventually it might compel them to ask you. And there goes an opportunity to preach the gospel of, of, of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So the footnote at the bottom, it's a quote by uh, Charles Spurgeon. He's known as the, pre- uh, the Prince of uh, Preachers. And uh, this, I, I really want you guys to listen to this quote, and I'll wrap it up after this. But I really want you to listen to this quote. And I really want you to apply this to your life and really start to understand the bigger picture of why we're here. Charles Spurgeon says, If by excessive labor we died before reaching the average age of man, worn out in the master service, then glory be to God. We shall have so much less of earth and so much more of heaven. It is our duty and our privilege to exhaust our lives for Jesus Christ. We are not to be living specimens of men in fine preservation, but living sacrifices whose lot is consumed. Wow. We shall have so much less of earth and so much more of heaven in our labors for Jesus Christ. The world offers you so much just outside fulfillment, uh, outside satisfaction, you know, desiring the flesh. Now the world offers a lot of that. And in many cases it is so, so tempting to fall into that. It is so, so tempting to turn your back on God. So tempting. And I've been in many situations like that, but Jesus, God, the Holy scripture tells us that this fight is a fight worth fighting. Uh, I saw this thing. I saw this thing on t- Twitter. Go figure. And uh, it was saying everything worth losing for Jesus is, is something worth losing. Uh, everything that you fear losing for Jesus is something that is worth losing. And uh, you know that goes back to me having the conversation with uh, one of my family members, and uh, I sort of feel our relationship uh, got a little fragmented. Um. But it, it just made me come to the realization that, you know, when I get to heaven, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to go to heaven to see my family. I don't want to go to heaven to see a, a puppy or kitten that I once had. You know, the, I mean, I, I'm looking forward to that too, you know, just the communion with, with all of God's people. But a lot of people miss the main reason of, of why you're in heaven. You know, there is this other preacher, and I might, I might butcher this quote, but it's, it was so beautiful. Um. The, the preacher said that heaven without Jesus is like hell, and hell with Jesus is like heaven. And that is so strong because heaven is everlasting life, eternity with Jesus Christ, without that sin barrier blocking us from the full, the full relationship of God that was destined for us in the Garden of Eden in the times of uh, Adam and Eve. So that is something I look forward to. I want to read this quote to you one more time because it just, it stuck to me and it, it's been clinging to me for these past couple of days. But if by excessive labor, we lit, we, we die before reaching the average age of man worn out in the master service and glory, 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 glory be to God. We shall have so much less of earth and so much more of heaven. It is our duty and our privilege to exhaust our lives for Jesus. We should be exhausting our lives every single day for Jesus Christ because he is worth it all. Jesus is worth the the physical ailment of 
just exhaustion. Jesus is worth all of that. We are not to be living specimens of men and fine preservation. We are not to be people worshipped by people. We are not to be people seeking the glory of people, but we should be living sacrifices for our Lord Jesus Christ, whose lot is to be consumed. And a little funny quote uh, at the top of this page is uh, by George Whitfield. And he says, I was honored today with having a few stones, dirt, rotten eggs, and pieces of uh, dead cats thrown at me. Uh, and the picture is him uh, preaching on a, on a soapbox. And um, that should be sort of a, a symbolic representation of our lives. Preaching the gospel isn't going to be pretty sometimes. It's it, I mean, it's going to be pretty sometimes, but most times, uh, sometimes it won't be. It'll, it'll you'll, you'll stumble. I still struggle to this day. I'm going to struggle for the rest of my life because I know that because some of, you know, some of my favorite evangelists tell me that they struggle uh, every single day. The fear inside of them uh, sort of wants them to pull back, you know, but their love compels them. But, you know, it's, it's just, it's something that we really need, uh, to have an understanding of knowing that this is a fight that won't be finished until the day that Jesus Christ comes back. Not even the day that we die and until the day Jesus comes back. And it is our job to make disciples. Making disciples is, is the biggest takeaway of that. We need to make disciples in order to have the word be spread out even more. Because there's only so, so many people I could talk to. But if I tell people about Jesus, if I tell three people about Jesus, if I go out spreading the gospel and I end up talking to about 120 people a week and I only reach one or two people a week, that's one or two people that I'm I'm reaching. And that's one or two people that are going out and then sharing the love that they've received through Jesus Christ. So we're not going to know how many people we've brought to the Lord. We're not going to know that. Our job is just to go and preach the gospel. Salvation isn't, isn't a work of ourselves. It's only a work of Jesus Christ. Our job is to go out and preach the gospel. And our hands are clean from the blood that is to come if we are not to preach the gospel to those people. Like I said, it is, it is, it is the most unloving thing to withhold everlasting life from someone when you have it yourself. Y'all, I love you so much. Um... I love I love you so much, especially you know my church people. Uh, I, I love just being able to talk about about Jesus, and I love to to have you uh, just listen to me, and I love to hear your feedback. You know, get at me. I'm, I'm I really want to do some interviews uh, with some people, and I do want to do some interviews with uh, some atheists or people uh, from different religions, Hindus, Buddhists, Muslims, uh, Catholics. Uh, you know, I, I just want to do something. So if, if you fall in line with that, you know, get at me, you know, let's, let's have a, a very civil discussion. Uh, let's be productive though. You know, I'm open-minded and I would hope that you're open-minded. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I want to do a lot more interviews, uh, cause those, those are usually my, my most productive episodes and usually the episodes that get me and, uh, most people thinking, uh, my most viewed episode on my podcast is an episode with Morgan White when we were talking about doctrine and, and theology and, um, uh, catechism. So yeah, um, a little bit shorter episode today. Um, but I really hope you guys enjoyed it. Just the main message of this all is our bodies, our lives, whatever we do, whatever we spend time doing should be in an effort to glorify God. 
our body should be living sacrifices to God. And uh, I really challenge you to sit back and think if you're really living a life of a living sacrifice to Jesus Christ. And that is something that I've been thinking about for the past few months. And it's something that really draws me closer to the Lord because the more I study about myself, the more I know how wretched of a person I am and and how deserving of hellfire I am and, and how grateful of, of the gift of everlasting life that I've been given through Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. So, wow. Uh, amen and amen. I want to say a little bit, a little prayer over you guys, and uh, we'll go ahead and you know, wrap this up. Uh, Father God, Lord, I thank you for uh, just anyone listening to this right now. Lord, I thank you uh, for their willing hearts, for their willingness to listen to the Word of God. Lord, I pray that you strike up revival in their hearts. Lord, I pray that you strike up a renewal of their minds. Lord, I pray that they come out of the just the worldly ways that we all have within our sin nature. Father God, I pray that you do a work so powerful, the powerfulest work of removing a heart of stone and giving us a heart of flesh, one that loves you, loves your commandments, and hates what is evil. Father God, Lord, I thank you for this time with you, and I pray that we seek your face every single day, first and foremost, whatever we're doing. Let us wake up and be thinking about you. Let us wake up and be thinking about souls to be reached. Let us wake up and, and be excited to share the gospel, regardless of, of our fear. But let our love compel us to preach the gift of everlasting life. Amen. I love you guys so much. <clears throat> I love you guys so much. Um, and I will definitely, definitely see you guys next week. Bye.